0: What's up, everybody? Welcome, episode 568 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden with you here. It is February 26th, 2024. Padres, they are one and four in their first five games. In Cactus League play, Joe Musgrove was on the mound today again, his second time on the mound. you Darvish expected to be on the mound tomorrow um, against an old friend, Michael Waka, and the Kansas City Royals. So we'll see how Darvish does tomorrow. But just wanted to hit on some things, some reactions to what we've seen through the first five spring training games. There's Yuki Matsui, who's dealing with some back spasms. There's So there's a little bit of an update there. Joe Musgrove, should we be concerned? Jackson Merrill, off to a good start. Is he already on the opening day roster? And the Padres, they were a finalist for Kike Hernandez. He ends up going elsewhere, so I'll get into that as well. If you want to join the show, click that link that's pinned up at the top of the chat. And I will get to comments, questions as well. If you want to support the channel, you can use that Super Chat button as always. I appreciate everyone's support there. So yeah, just going over today, 7-4. Musgrove, his second outing. Remember, his first outing wasn't great, obviously. He did not record an out. It was against the Dodgers, and we were all waiting. Like, all right. Didn't make the postseason last year. Very disappointing year. Kind of disappointing of an offseason. And all right, at least we can turn the page 2024 and let's get going with spring training games. And then that happens against the Dodgers. And It's not like Otani and Freddie Freeman and Max Muncie were in that lineup. So yeah, that was frustrating, but it's a spring training start, first start, whatever. Now the second start comes around, and Joe, today, doesn't get out of the first inning. Some random dude had to come in that I never heard of. I don't think he had a name on the back of his jersey. He has to finish up that inning. Then Musgrove comes back out because it's spring training. You can do really whatever you want if you exit because of pitch count reasons, which is why Musgrove exited in the first inning. You're allowed to come back. And Musgrove, he is building up. So one inning and then or at least one inning pitch count in the first outing against LA and then two inning pitch count what they want here against Cleveland. And his final line ends up going one and two thirds innings, three hits allowed, four earned runs, one walk, one home run allowed. He has a 43.20 ERA. But it's kind of ridiculous for me to even be hitting on what his era is it's spring training the question should we be concerned if you want to be concerned that you're just someone that wants to be stressed all the time it's spring training and if you go look at some of the joe musgrove quotes that uh, was told to kevin ac after the game today and if you just watch the outings like for example the dodger outing Got into some count he got ahead into in, in most of the counts, right? And then when he got behind and it was, I think, 3-2, one of them was to Teoscar Hernandez. The breaking ball wasn't working great. One of his breaking pitches, I forget which one. And you probably don't throw the breaking ball there in a regular season game that matters, but he did it because he's working on things. And he ends up giving up a double there. Not great results, right? Here, he's working on it. Like if you go go look at his post-game quotes. I'll read some of the post-game quotes that he said uh, to Kevin today. Says, I'm working on stuff. I feel like I don't have the level of confidence that I have in season of landing breaking balls in any count, a little inconsistency with some of the shapes, but that's part of the progression of spring. You get out there and you try to just compete and not think about it. So the results, you don't necessarily get what you want sometimes, but the progressions between weeks have been good. All right, right there. That's what I care about. Like, if Joe thinks that he is progressing, that's what I care about. We care about health, and do the players themselves believe that they're making progress to be ready to go for the start of the year? Sure. Was he, Is he disappointed? Yeah. He says here, I'm a little disappointed in the effectiveness of my stuff. I made better pitches today than I did last week. Some good pitches that they hit, but overall just wasn't super sharp for the secondary stuff. So I feel like I back myself into a corner having to use weapons that I don't typically use in certain points in the count but I'm confident that's going to come around. Again, like so like that's that's really what I care about especially early in spring training. Sure, you don't want to have these results. You want to be able to get through the first inning. But it's not March 20th in Korea where he gets smacked around by the Dodgers when these games actually matter. So for me it's more Especially when you have starting pitchers, you know that they're going to be in the rotation. And so they have more of a leeway to work on stuff. Where Pedro Avila, is he going to be working on a bunch of stuff in Cactus League games when he's trying to fight for a rotation spot? Same thing with Randy Vasquez, or if like Yara Ariarte, for example. He's trying to make a big impression. Do you think he's trying to work on stuff and he's okay with giving up bombs in Cactus League games? Giving up gappers? Probably not. So it's different circumstances. So we just have to judge that. And I understand those people that are going to be like, well, if you don't want to put too much stock into Jill Musgrove, then you don't—you better not put too much stock in Jackson Merrill. And I definitely understand that. Like, I'm—I'm I'm not going to sit here and say Merrill is guaranteed a roster spot based on his first three, four, how, how many uh, Cactus League games that he has played. But what we can say is that he's off to a good start. He sounds like a big leaguer, like he's ready for the big leagues at 20 years old. Some of the post game quotes from the other day, it was impressive. Seems like a team first mentality that he has. And he's smart and he has confidence, which is good because you're not going to succeed all the time at the big league level. So you got to have that confidence. Some fans may not like that, but you got to have that confidence. I don't think it's cockiness, it's not like it's over the line. I think it's good confidence to have when you're Jackson Merrill like that. So it's, Getting back to comparing like Musgrove, Merrill, you can't put much stock in a Merrill if you're not going to put much stock in a Musgrove. But what I would say is it's two different positions. Like one's pitching, one is outfield, and Merrill is fighting for an opening day spot. So he's going all out, right? And he probably prepared his butt off because he knew he's fighting for a spot. Joe Musgrove knows he's going to be on the opening day roster. He's probably starting game one in Korea. And he knows that he's going to be a big piece to this team if they're going to have success, most likely, right? And he needs to have a big year. So he's working on some things where Jackson Merrill, he's not pitching. It's, it's a little bit different. But I'm also, again, like I said moments ago, I'm not going to sit here and overreact and say, Jackson Merrill, he's the best thing since sliced bread. He's going to be right up there with Fernando Tatis Jr. It's, it's February 26th. We're not in March yet. I understand. like I'm not going to overreact, but all I'm going to say is, and, and to be fair, Musgrove, Musgrove hasn't looked that great, but I'm not going to panic about it. And Jackson Merrill, he's looked pretty good, but I'm also not going to say that he's guaranteed to be starting left field on opening day. I think that's what's going to happen, and I'm leaning towards that, but I'm not just saying, yeah, Jerks and Profar, you're on the bench after a hand, not even a handful, a few Jackson Merrill spring training games. I'm not going to do that but it is encouraging. That's really where I'm at with Musgrove, with Merrill. Um, Merrill, obviously a couple hits the other day, a walk, taking the ball the other way, not trying to do too much. Speaking of not trying to do too much, Ethan Salas today with that double that he had, had a couple hits, the double in the gap, opposite field. Obviously he's a lefty, opposite field, left center gap, hustled into second base, got down. So there's some encouraging signs there from what, 17-year-old? Like, you're going to take that, and this is a good experience. Obviously, Ethan Salas is not ready for the big league. It's still going to, it should, at least in my opinion, should be probably a couple more years um, of him developing. Like, there's no need to rush him. I want this guy to be ready. But this experience, it's good. And there's prospects every year around the big leagues, right, where you know they're not going to be on the big league roster, but you're excited to see what they can do at big league spring training see how they progressed. It's a good learning experience. So when they do, they're in like Jackson Merrill's position and they're fighting for a big league roster spot. They don't have to, maybe there's still some jitters and you know nervousness, but they're not like wondering where everything is in the facility or trying to tiptoe around teammates. No, they already know those guys. So like getting that experience and what big league camp is like and what is asked of you and the schedule and just being around the guys like that, I think that can really help uh, someone like Ethan Salas, someone like maybe Jake, Jacob Marcy, if he's not going to be ready by opening day, someone like Ariarte, if he's not going to be ready um, for the start of the year, or if he's not a 2024 guy, maybe he's a 2025 guy. Same thing with Adam Major. So uh, Ryan Berger, you could throw in there. There's other names, obviously that you could throw in there. Um, Drew Thorpe, he's uh, Robbie Snelling, right? Like guys like that. So I've mostly been encouraged. I know the Padres; they're one in four. But again, I'm not. I I I, sh- I probably shouldn't even mention what their record is in these games because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you win the Cactus League. Nobody remembers who won the Cactus League last year, unless maybe you're a fan of that team and you just, for some reason, that's in your head of who won the Cactus League. But who cares, right? Like like the Padres being crushed by the Dodgers the other day. Maybe diehard Padres fans like myself, maybe we'll remember that, and we can laugh it off if the Padres have a great year. But we're not going to sit here and be like, yep, that's the reason. Right there, I knew that the Padres weren't going to do anything this year because they got crushed by the Dodgers in Peoria on game one because Musgrove couldn't make it out of the first inning. Like, I don't think we're going to sit here saying that. So those are some of the headlines, I, I think, from the first like five games of spring. Michael King, uh, he pitched. Today, I thought he did pretty well. Um Went, what, a couple of innings? A couple of innings of work. I'm trying to look. I'm trying to pull up the box score here. Yeah, two innings, one hit, no runs. Got a punch out. Robbie Snelling, an inning, no runs. Eno De Los Santos, went an inning, gave up a run. Robert Suarez, that's another guy. Had a rough outing. Same thing with Pedro Avila, but I'm not going to, like, you know, overreact to that. It's they they could be working on things, especially someone like Robert Suarez. You know, you're going to be on the opening day roster as long as you're healthy. If you're Robert Suarez, so it's 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 not something that I'm like panicking about. Like, oh no, Robert Suarez, he sucked in his first outing. Like, whatever. Pedro Avila, I think you lean more towards worrying, but I'm not worried because it is it is that first outing. I mean, Mike Schill was asked about that the other day, and even he is like, uh, we're not going to read too much into the first outings of these guys. I think you'll bounce back. you know. And, and Mike Chill, he's a positive guy. I mean, talk about someone that I love listening to in these media scrums. Post-game, um, the, the 9, 10 a.m., whenever those media scrums are, before they start their workouts, way more entertaining than Bob Melvin. And I know that that does not equal wins. Padres could suck this year if, if you know, Things obviously go wrong on the field, but Mike Schilt could still be um, a good communicator to the media. There was that moment where he saw mud today at the the pregame media scrum, and that was funny. It just seems like he wants to be there, and he loves talking about baseball. He doesn't. It doesn't seem like he views the media as, "Oh, I got to do this." Gosh dang it! Um, yeah, I'm gonna give my you know one sentence answer, and there's that. Now, during the season, he might do that if they're on a 5-7 five, seven, five, seven game losing streak. But right now, it's refreshing to have someone that, like, it seems like he's happy. When someone mentions a name, he's like, yeah, let's talk about that guy. Yeah. You know, so I like what I'm hearing from Mike Schilt. That's not everything, obviously, but there is that. Um, all right, quick break, and then I want to get to... Kike Hernandez ends up signing not with the Padres. We'll get to that. Check out Gaglion Bros' famous cheesesteaks and garlic fries on Friars Road. You can visit their website gaglionbros.com for their entire menu and enjoy their cheesesteaks and fries at Petco Park and Snapdragon Stadium as well. All right, so I did want to get to Kike here. Kike Hernandez, we knew that the Padres were a finalist. According to Ken Rosenthal, Dennis Lynn contributed to that piece in the athletic the other day. Padres, Giants, Twins, Angels were the four finalists for Kike Hernandez. But as things made happen sometimes in baseball, it changed. The Dodgers, they end up sending Manuel Margot, former Padre, to the Minnesota Twins. Doesn't look like Michael A. Taylor's going back to the Twins because Margot can play center. Byron Buxton, the Twins are hoping that Byron Buxton can be healthy. I'm hoping too because I love seeing Buxton play, but I, I'm not so sure that they should, you know, guarantee and or have that be the plan. So they acquired Manny Margot. He can play center, and that opened up a spot for Kike Hernandez. And the Dodgers were not a finalist, according to that Athletic report the other day, but it opened up a spot. So Kike, obviously former Dodger. Loved by the fan base. He loves being with the Dodgers. The Dodgers love him. He signs there for I think four million dollars. And now the Padres, they're still waiting. Or maybe we're as a, us as a fan base, we're waiting for an outfield edition, and maybe it won't come. I still think at least one more edition is going to come. I think the jerks and Profar they want as a utility bench bet. I think that they want as of now Jackson Merrill to be starting opening day in the outfield somewhere. And then probably have a center fielder other than Jose Zocar. I'm not going to sit. I'm I'm not at the point where I'm like, Jose Zocar, I don't think you deserve to be starting center field. There's still ways to go in center in uh spring training, excuse me. But I think that there's better power options and it would be nice to have another center field option because it's not a guarantee that Jacob Marcy is going to have a great spring training. And even if he does, maybe it's still better to at least have the insurance or at least you have the option to send Marcy somewhere, double-A, AA, triple-A, get some reps there and not have to force it up at the big league level, you know? So Michael A. Taylor, he's still out there. Kike Hernandez, would it have been nice for the Padres to sign him for on a $4 million deal? Yeah, he can play infield, he can play outfield. Seems like an energy guy, spark plug guy, kind of like Jerks and Profar. Kind of like uh, Ha Sung Kim, someone like that. I'm not saying like Keek Hernandez is at the level right now of Ha Sung Kim. I don't think that is the case. He's coming off of injury, coming off of a couple of bad years. But in terms of Padres, budget, cheap, one year, can play a lot of different positions, could play center field if he needed him to. I would have liked that. Now, he was a right-handed hitter, not a lefty, but Michael A. Taylor is also a right-handed hitter, not a left-handed hitter. So we'll see... We've seen some minor league deals happen. This is an outfield, but Garrett Cooper signed a minor league spring training invite deal, I believe, with the Chicago Cubs. Uh, Jesse Winker, I believe, was a minor league deal where he signed. So it's interesting. There's these veteran guys that aren't getting the guaranteed major league deals because those organizations around baseball are like, no, we'll give them a minor league deal. We'll put them on the roster and make it a major league deal if... Our prospect, if the young guy that we believe in doesn't end up panning out this spring or there's an injury, but we're not going to give him that major league deal. And we'll see if he accepts the minor league deal because maybe there's not a whole lot of interest. He wants a job. He wants to go prove himself. And there we go. And so, yeah. So the Padres, maybe the Padres go that route with one of these free agents that are out there. I'm not saying Michael A. Taylor is going to be a minor league deal, he's not. But Maybe he is asking for too much. Maybe I, I forget who his agent is, but maybe that agent is waiting for some of the other big free agents to come off the board where Cody, Cody, Bellinger, he already came off the board going back to the Chicago Cubs. Scott Boris seems like he took an L on that one, wanted a long-term deal for belly and it ended up being three years. And there's opt-outs after this season and next season. So not that great for Scott, for Scott Boris there. It's it's high on the AAV for Bellinger, but it's not long-term. It's not like a six-year, $160 million deal or anything like that. So maybe the Padres are going to have to wait a little bit longer because maybe Michael A. Taylor has some teams that didn't get Bellinger that are more interested in Michael A. Taylor in terms of money than the Padres are willing to give him. But I, I wonder where Michael A. Taylor is going to go. Uh, but for the Padres right now, they are not like, oh man, we have to go get a major league outfielder in for agency. It doesn't seem like they have, they feel like they have to go do that because they could have given Keke Hernandez more than $4 million, or at least offered him that. I don't think that's been reported that they offered him more than $4 million. And maybe he ended up just closing off the Padres and maybe he was down to some of those other finalists before the Dodgers trademark go. And then he ends up just going back to the Dodgers. But right now, it seems like they're good with what the group of outfielders that they have. If there's a minor league deal that comes around because someone doesn't get what they want, then they hopefully, I hope that they will take advantage of that option. But right now, I think they like what they're seeing out of Jackson Merrill, and they have him in left field starting on opening day. Or maybe they have him in center, although he's playing left field every day. So I think right now you have Merrill on left. They have Zocar in center field, and they have Tatis in right Wright with Profar on the bench and either Oscar Mercado or Jacob Marcy, someone like that. I don't know about Terser or Nellis. And that's, those are your four or five outfielders that you have. Um, I saw in the UT that Brett Sullivan, Padres are thinking about carrying three catchers on the roster because they don't have many left-handed hitters. Brett Sullivan qualifies as that. He came up playing some different positions other than catcher. So maybe that's what they do. And he is open to that, obviously, because he wants to be in the big leagues. And he is, um, he just wants to do whatever he can to help the team, obviously. So love that. But that's obviously not, that doesn't sound like an amazing option, I assume, to a lot of Padres fans. So this outfield situation, it's something to keep an eye on. How does Jackson Merrill do the rest of this spring? Jacob Marcy. Graham Pauly, he's more focusing on the infield. I don't think he's going to make the opening day roster, but we'll see. There's still time to go in spring. Although, it's not like they have a full month because March 13th, I believe, is the date when they get on that plane to go to Korea. Now, there are guys that they can bring on the plane to Korea that don't make the roster. Um, And then there's some time after that where maybe some guys can prove themselves and then maybe they can change up the home opener roster, and maybe that's different from the Korea roster, but we'll see. Mike Schilt, the coaching staff, A.J. Preller, the front office, they've got a lot of decisions to make, obviously. There's a lot of spots up for grabs, but it makes for an interesting spring training. Um, I'm not surprised, just to kind of round it up here with the Kike talk, I'm not surprised that he doesn't end up here with the Padres. I'm not surprised he ends up going to the Dodgers maybe I'm a little surprised because the Dodgers weren't one of the finalists but I'm not surprised he did not come to the Padres I thought that even if you throw the Dodgers out I thought the twins might be a little bit more desperate for Kiké because Buxton he gets hurt maybe Michael A. Taylor's asking for too much money that made sense I thought the Angels made sense because of their infield situation I thought the Giants made sense because their outfield and infield situation Brandon Crawford ends up signing with the St. Louis Cardinals so I just thought that there were better spots for Kike Hernandez, and maybe some teams were willing to pay more money than the Padres would be willing to pay. I don't know what the Padres, if the Padres made an offer to Kike and how much money that was, but he ends up going to the Dodgers there. So maybe the Padres are good with the guys that they have in this camp, or they're still looking. Trades are possible as well, obviously. All right, let's get to the chat. Thank you all for being here. Um, I appreciate everybody's time. Let's see. Devin says, Musgrove is working on things, not too concerned, but I have some reservations in the back of my mind. I think that's fair. But he did say in the UT here, I want to pull up that quote. He says here, this is all working right now. He's talking about these um, his his slider, kind of the new slider. Because the old slider, at least according to Dennis Lynn here in one of his tweets, Dennis Lynn earlier today said Musgrove said he has been working on a sweeper, sweepier slider after his breaking pitches began to blend together last summer. He still has his old slider, isn't yet sure how much he'll throw the new pitch this year. So, and then he goes and says to Kevin AC, and I'm sure it was just the same media scrum. This is all working right now to see if I'm going to work in the zone. So if the stuff is not right by the next start, I'm going to go to what I know I can get out with and what I know I can control. It's a little bit of trial and error right now. So again, for anyone that's concerned, Musgrove, it doesn't seem like he's super concerned about it right now. He's still working through it. If it doesn't work out, then he'll start dialing it in with the things that have got him to the point that he's at. And Let's just remember here because I did see someone on social media or maybe it was the YouTube comments that was like, Musgrove didn't have a good year last year. And yeah, he was hurt. So it was disappointing there, but he still had a 305 ERA. And let's remember after that May 20th start against Boston. So starting on May 26th, which was the majority of his season when he was healthy, May 26th through July 28th, 12 starts, 278 FIP, a 184 ERA. Opponents were hitting 231, and they had a 593 OPS off of them. So the majority of last year when he was on the mound, he actually pitched pretty good. So I'm not worried about Joe. And even if he doesn't do that great with this sweepier slider next outing, I'm still not going to be that worried. Because he said, he literally said here that he's going to adjust and he'll stop essentially if it's not working. So he's still just trying things out. And again, like I said earlier, he's in that position where he can do that. He's not, it's not like he's fighting for a rotation spot and he's doing this and he's not making it out of the first inning. So for anyone that is concerned, like they're looking at the box score and they're like, What's up with Joe? I would just take a I would take a chill pill right now. Devin asks, where is Woosuck go? I believe he was going to pitch. Did he pitch today? I don't think he pitched today. He should be pitching tomorrow, I think. I think that's what Schultz said the other day. Someone asked him about Wusuko. I know he was throwing on, on the backfield the other day. Now that brings me to the Yuki Matsui update, which was, I think Kevin Acey wrote about it here. No structural damage for Yuki Matsui. Back spasms, so he was day-to-day. He was scheduled to throw, I think, yesterday. Did not throw. Revealed only inflammation, no structural damage. Uh, I feel like it's getting better, Matsui said, Tuesday, a day after he was scratched from a scheduled Cactus League appearance. Being ready for the season is the goal for me. I want to get back there and get after it as soon as possible. I'm working on this with the trainers, and it's kind of up to them to see how my progression is and when I'll be able to get back on the field. So... And Schilt said here it would be too early to expect Matt Suey to, to think like he could miss opening day. So I'm not super worried about that either. Obviously, you want these guys to be healthy. You don't want the back spasms. You don't want that. These guys having to have MRIs already, you know, in February. But as long as he's ready for opening day, I, I don't think there's like a a big worry. And even if he's not, to be honest, it's two games. They have Michael King that could throw. In Korea, if you need him to, there's other guys at the back end of the rotation that could throw as well. And they've got a fresh bullpen. It's two days. Guys can pitch back to back days if you need them to. It's a strong bullpen on paper, in my opinion. And then there's time off before that Thursday home opener. And they really get going back in the United States. So even if he misses the first couple of games and just make sure he's ready by that Thursday, I don't think that's the biggest deal either. Yes, Vincent, the Korea series does matter because there's game; those are games in the regular season. And we saw the Padres, they sort of barely missed the postseason last year. And I say sort of because they did, technically, like you look at the standings, they barely missed it, but they went on a big run against bad teams in September. So it shouldn't have been that close. They, they didn't deserve to be in the postseason. But if you did look at like looking only at the standings, yeah. Every game mattered last year, and there wasn't enough urgency. Maybe if they had some more urgency, some guys were more team guys, and they said, yep, I'm going to go pitch. We need to win. Maybe some things would have been a little bit different. I'm not saying they would have won the World Series, but maybe they would have made the postseason last year, barely. Uh, So, yes, the the Korea Series games matter. If they lose both games, I'm not going to sit here and say season's over, but I'm not – I'm also – at least I hope maybe I will in the moment because I want to think like glass half full instead of glass half empty, especially when it's really early in the year and especially now at spring training time. But I hope in the moment I'm not going to sit there and say, you know what? It's early. Who cares? It's the Dodgers. They weren't supposed to win these games anyway. Long, tr- like 17-hour plane ride or whatever it is. Long travel. It's okay. We'll get them against the Giants back at home. Cause like. We need to have urgency here. It's hopefully we learned that lesson last year about not having enough urgency and hopefully the players, the the coaching staff, the organization overall, hopefully they learn that. CBS121 says, I'm just really annoyed the Padres cut payroll so much. Yeah, I mean, it's annoying, especially when prices get raised, but that's just where they're at. I mean, it's unfortunate about the whole TV deal thing with Bally Sports. That wasn't in the Padres' control. And so, you know, when you don't make the postseason, you're expecting all this home playoff revenue. And sure, there was great attendance, record attendance, props to Padres fans. I think we showed up even when we probably shouldn't have showed up because the team was playing that bad. They didn't really deserve to have these full-packed crowds cheering them on. Um, how they were playing, um, and you know, some of the things that happened last year, but we showed up, so props to us. Um, some, it's, I think we were expecting it. Sure, it can be annoying, but for anyone that was expecting the payroll to stay where it was at, when you're reading articles about how they were asking for a hundred million dollar loan and they got fifty million dollars, and the TV deal stuff, and Peter Seiler passing away, and a financial guy takes over Eric Gutsenda, like I think he has an accounting background. I think we knew, like, okay, payroll is going to go down. It's going to suck. It's going to be annoying, but hopefully, people are not surprised with what happened. Um, Dodgers will win 115 games this year. I'm turned off by how MLB allows that Otani contract. Bad luck we Padres fans have. Lose our owner and T V deal and LA goes Berserk signing everyone. Yeah. It's been a rough off season. It was a rough 2023. You know, the Dodgers, they still make the postseason when that was supposed to be like the Padres season. I know they sucked in the postseasons, and that was funny to watch. Um, getting swept by the D backs and oh rest. We 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 had to rest. Shut up. Um, and then them signing Otani and Yamamoto and Glass now. Yeah, it sucks. But the Padres, it feels like they do better as the underdog. And sure, you want to have the stars and you want to have the talent that they had going into last year. But, I mean, I like, as a fan, maybe it's just me dealing with the Padres not having as talented of a roster as last year. But I kind of like being that underdog. You know, national media not talking about you and then, boom, surprise people. It might not happen, but we'll see. Yeah, Tommy Pham is a name I probably should have brought up as well. Eddie Rosario is out there, but I guess I'm not really bringing up left fielders because I'm just thinking that Jackson Merrill is going to be in left field. But yes, Tommy Pham is still out there. I, I really wonder what he, what deal he's going to get. Eddie Rosario, same thing. Uh, David Peralta, he signed with the Cubs, right? That was a was that a minor league deal? I think that was a minor league deal with David Peralta. Yeah, I remember that because I made a video about. the Padres, they couldn't give him a Major League deal? Where is it? Yeah, Yeah. he's in the Cubs organization. So, look, Fam's getting a Major League deal. I think Michael A. Taylor's getting a Major League deal. Eddie Rosario, I think he's going to get a Major League deal. But it's probably not going to be at the price that they wanted to. It's probably going to be like Jerks and Profar last offseason, where they want this deal. No, Jim Bowden was thinking five years for Profar. That wasn't going to happen but multi-year deal and it ends up being a one-year deal and maybe they go to a spot where they don't want to be or maybe someone is willing to take less money to go to a, a contender instead of having to go to I'm not looking at the White Sox roster but I'm just throwing the White Sox name out there a team that's probably not going to contend this year or the Pittsburgh Pirates you know I, I would usually throw the Kansas City Royals in there but I think they're going to be an interesting team in that AL Central this year so I'm not gonna throw them I'll throw like the Washington Nationals. They could take some steps forward as well, but that's a freaking tough division that they're in. All right, let's see any more comments. JD's third says Merrill off to a strong start. Question mark. He went over in first two games and had one okay game. Are we overreacting? He hasn't even played in double A AA or AAA yet. Well, that's wrong. He has played in double A. Not a lot of games, but he has played in double A, AA. not triple A yet. Um, and I'm not, I don't think I am overreacting. I think, okay, the offer that you're talking about first two games, I was thinking about how he was playing left field. And I was encouraged by what I saw him, the, the plays that he was making in left field. And I think he's having some competitive at-bats and that's what Mike Shields said. It's not a lot about the results. How many games did he go two for two? How many games did he go over? All right. Well, he went, however many games going over. All right, he's not on the roster. It's about competitive at-bats. You can go over and have line drives and just you hit it right to someone. You know, or you're a little unlucky. It's spring training. These front office people, coaching staff, they shouldn't just be looking at, oh, look at the results. What was his box score? What what did that look like? No. Watch Watch him play. Look at the at bats. Look at him in left field. Look at him on the backfields. Is he working his butt off? Uh, talk to teammates about how what is he like in the clubhouse, like little things like that. So, I don't think I'm overreacting. I think that it's been off, he's off to a positive start. But there, there's he. I think he would agree. There's work to be done, and there's a long way to go as well. I think probably for him, March 13th feels like forever. You know, when when that Korea. Plane takes off. All right. Continuing with the chat, Yuki says, "Hey Ben, any chance the Padres sign JD Martinez? I don't think so. It's a right-handed. I'd like to have JD Martinez, so I probably shouldn't even bring up that. Oh, he's a right-handed hitter. What I will say though is, I still think that he will get you know ten plus million dollars from a team, and the Padres don't want to spend that on its." Especially, specifically, a DH. JD Martinez doesn't play a lot of outfield, so I don't think that's going to happen. I think JD Martinez ends up with a team like, let's say, the Angels. Maybe a team like that. I don't really see the Padres being the the best fit for JD Martinez. He's he's. I, I say that he and like Luis Arise, some of the best like pure bat to ball hitters in baseball. Like I could watch them hit all day as long as they're not in a Dodger uniform, so it kind of sucked seeing J.D. be with the Dodgers last year. Um, But those are like pure hitters, you know, fun to watch, bat the ball. They don't care how many home runs they hit. um, But I, I don't see J.D. going to the Padres, no. Johnny says, Borna talks like the young man is the second coming of Tony Gwynn. I think you're talking about Merrill. Yeah, I'm definitely not there yet. I think that he is off to, like I said moments ago, I think he's off to a good start. It's a positive start, encouraging start. But yeah, he's got a long way to go. He's got to prove himself, obviously, at the big league level. Um, but I like what I'm seeing so far. All right, I will continue with the chat here for a little bit, but just wanted, wanted to uh, remind you guys, some of the great partners of the show, Foco. They've got some great Padres bobbleheads and collectibles. Other leagues and other teams in the league as well. Click the link in the description there. Same thing with Breaking Tea, Padres, Aztecs, Wave shirts and sweatshirts. The Wave, their season starts March 23rd at home, March 15th, Challenge Cup. The Wave kits get revealed tomorrow night. So stay tuned to their social media channels for that. Um, And then the U.S. Women's National Team playing tonight. They've already advanced to the quarterfinal, but their final group stage match, Mexico. Coming up, U.S. Women's National Team in Mexico, Naomi Gurma, Alex Morgan, Abby Dahlkemper, Jaden Shaw, San Diego Wave players representing the club for the U.S. Women's National Team. Abby Dahlkemper is in the lineup tonight, um, The starting 11. And then Alex Morgan and Jaden Shaw had a good night the other night. Jaden Shaw had a brace, so encouraging what we're seeing there from some of the best on the Wave. Some other players are also on international duty. The Aztecs, just a quick update on them. They got a big win. I didn't do a reaction to that because I wasn't watching the game. But huge blowout win against Fresno State. That was never close, so that was encouraging. But Fresno State's not one of the best teams in the Mountain West. So cool, they went on the road. But I'd like to see them have a really good win, I think, on the road against UNLV. And then we'll see what they do. In the tournament, and then in in the big tournament as well. Um, San Diego Mojo as well. They got a home game coming up this week, and they won their first ever home game on the twenty third. So, good job from them. I know that they had a rough start to their year, so hopefully they can continue to turn that around. It was a hard fought match for them there. Um, Underdog fantasy one hundred percent deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Click that link in the description or use code Talking Friars. Same code. For SeatGeek, $20 off your first order there. All right, let's continue with the chat here. Christopher says, I'm a little concerned about Musgrove giving up that many runs in two games. I know it's only spring training, but it kind of still matters. It does and it doesn't. Like it does if he's getting knocked around with the pitches that, you know, he is dialed in with, but it seems like he's not super dialed in with the pitches that he's trying out. you know, Some of these pitches, you look at the Guardians, the the ball or the home run, I believe, that he gave up today. I think that was a slider, some of the pitches that he's working on. That slider is the main pitch that he's working on. So it it matters and it doesn't. It matters because, yeah, he's in the rotation and we're watching these games and he is facing some major league talent and the season is closer for him than it is for some other guys in the league. But it also doesn't matter because he didn't even f- finish the first inning and then he comes out for the second inning. It's spring training. He's working on things. He's not battling for a roster spot. So, again, there's there's a difference there uh, between like him and Pedro Avila, him and Jackson Merrill. I know it's different positions, but guys that are battling for a roster spot, I think we should weigh their performances more than a guy that's already on the roster and he has more of an opportunity – to be working on things. CBS one, two, one says fam seems like a must to me. Now. I don't think he's a must. I, I, I like that mentality that he has and he wants to win and talk about urgency. He's a guy that will have urgency. And I don't, I, I don't think he's going to be afraid to get on guys if he's not seeing that urgency, but I don't think it's a must. Like, what if he's asking for 10 plus million dollars, which he might be, and the Padres just don't want to do that? And they like having Jackson, Jackson, Jackson Merrill could end up ha- being like Corbin Carroll, being like um, Evan Carter. I know he wasn't there the full year with the Rangers, but someone like that. He could come up. I know Gunnar Henderson is an infielder, but could be someone like that and come up and have a strong first impression with the big league at the big league level with the Padres. So if fam is still out there and then things aren't going that great with Merrill, then maybe the Padres want to really go after fam. But I, I don't think the Padres want to overpay for any of those free agent outfielders that are out there. If he comes to you, then that's different with Blake. Snell, I see this question. Who is Snell going to sign with? I got no idea right now. You'd think it's going to be the angels or the giants, like the angels. Artie Moreno, though, doesn't spend on starting pitching. And the Giants, Farron Saidi, I believe some of his recent comments is like, yeah, I mean, if we couldn't get a deal done in the first, uh, the last three months, then we're probably set for now. So things could change, but Snell's not going to get what he wants from a team. If we're going off of Cody Bellinger with the Cubs, I know it's different positions. Maybe an injury happens and then a team gets desperate, but... Snell's not going to get what he thought he was going to get. I don't think. Um, And then like Jordan Montgomery, same thing. He may end up taking like a pillow contract with the Red Sox and trying to go back out there. But is that the best thing? You know, Snell's in a tough spot because he just won a Cy Young. He's not going to be better than what he was. And there's good starting pitchers that are going to be free agents next offseason, like Corbin Burns. And... Uh, I believe Shane Bieber, right? Because Dylan Seas has two years, but Bieber is one. Guys like that who will be free agents next offseason. And teams may be like, nope, we're going to pay that guy over Blake Snell, who's shown some inconsistency in the past. All right, thank you everyone so much for the time. I appreciate it. Uh, Talking for hours episode 568, just talking about some of the early things that I've seen Um, so, oh yeah, Zach Wheeler, I think an extension is going to get done with the Phillies though. I saw that right now in the chat. Uh, just some of my early, uh, early thoughts on Padres spring training, Jackson Merrill, Joe Musgrove, some updates health wise on Yuki Matsui, um, Kike Hernandez ends up not coming to the Padres. So things are fluent. We'll see if some other additions are made, but until then have a great rest of your night, everyone. I appreciate the time and go pods.